right. Good morning, everybody. Uh, hope you're doing well. Uh, it's Tuesday morning on this uh, February 12th. This is our 100th uh, God story, believe it or not. Got my mom, Pat McClendon, Hello. here. Hello, everybody. Yep, she made it here this morning, and uh, we, oh. Here's our celebration. And here's our celebration <laughs> for our 100th uh, uh, God story. So, uh, Susan got us a sparkler and, <laughs> and a cupcake. <laughs> there we have it. <laughs> Leave it up to her to do the celebrations. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, thanks, Susan. <laughs> but, uh, well, I asked Mom last night. I got off the plane and, uh, around 7.30 this morning, uh, last night, and we were talking on the phone last night, and the Lord's been speaking to her about some things and, uh, concerning Lazarus's life, and, uh, I thought we'd just take a small detour this morning, even though we are on the, the area of the Spirit, which is really the only way she's probably getting a lot of this revelation is by the Spirit. Yes. And, if, and if you're going to get revelation, you're not going to get it by your own understanding. Right. You're going to get it by the Spirit. And I want to, of course, everybody knows that I preface this year on uh, this God stories is it, it is the year of the Spirit. And we've got to concentrate on focusing more on the areas of the Spirit of God more than the areas of our own life. And uh, and then John 7, you know, 37, you know, Jesus again, I've said this probably well hundred times, uh, is standing on the, the steps of the temple and they're pouring out the water on that last day of the feast. And he says, if anyone thirst, let him come and, and come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Of course, he's talking, everybody knows, John prefaces it, that he's talking about the Spirit. And uh, one of the things I've, I've noticed, especially in you know Christian life, uh, our life should be flowing rivers of living water, not dead water. Right. And wherever we go, uh, we should be giving life. And that's what, you know, basically Jesus's job was to give life. And uh, there's a scripture here, because I know <clears throat> we're going to talk about a lot of this, about giving life, because everybody knows that Lazarus was raised from the dead. He didn't raise himself. Yes. He was raised completely from the dead without his own power. And we need power. Yes. We need life. And, uh, of course, Jesus... You know, in First uh, John, uh, John three sixteen, everybody knows this, but if you dissect it and really see it, because we're talking about this whole thing of life, and honestly, if it was if it was me, I'd probably go find life to try to make life. You know, that's the kind of the way we are. You know, if you go, it's funny how we are attracted, and I'm not saying that this is a bad thing, but we're attracted to go to conferences. We're attracted to go to. A, a place like a church that has life. Yeah. I want to go where really yeah, I want to go where everything's yeah. vibrant. But right. it's it's crazy. Jesus was led to where there was dead. It was death. There was persecution. He was led to the very opposite yeah. places that we are led to today. And it says, "For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, 
He gave it to the world. Now the world at this point was dark, right. dead, totally dead. Yes. And it says that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, uh, but that the world through him might be saved. So if, if we're going to live this life, We've got to be like this; these sons and these daughters that are being sent out by the Spirit of God in places that uh, we're going to give life to. Uh, we're not going to we're not going to condemn them. We're we're going to actually allow God to flow through our life to save them or to wake them up or raise the dead. You know, there's a lot of dead things out there today, and, yes. and the last thing we need to do, I believe, is condemning it. Yes, that's I don't know how many times I've probably sat in or walked into a church, or even in our own meetings, oh, yeah. you know, and you just say, well, it's just dead in here. Right. That's not even going to help me allow the Spirit of God, to, right. the, the gates of heaven to open up in me for life to, you know, to flow out of my heart. I got to know that I'm there at a dead place because yeah. Jesus brought me Absolutely. there. Instead of, uh, bring the light. Right, instead of agreeing to the dead right. that's in the atmosphere, I got to agree, agree to the life. Yeah. That's inside of me, which Absolutely. is the Spirit of God. Absolutely. So, yeah. I want you, if you can, mm -hmm. I know you're sharing a little bit about this a couple of weeks ago, um, of how you got, you know, Lazarus. And I will, but I want to say something about what you're saying. Not too long ago, I, I was, uh, I hate to say, caught up in the Spirit, but I saw, uh, I was caught into that place where. Uh, we're talking about the love of God, right, and overcoming. But I was called into that place where, when Satan, when Lucifer fell, that uh, God did not, God did not kill him. He did not like cut his. People have said, "Well, why didn't he just destroy him right then, uh, before Adam and Eve even fell? Why didn't he just get rid of the evil?" But see, that's not how God works. He, he overcame Lucifer right there through love. Oh, definitely. It wasn't through, through I'm going to get you back or anger or whatever. So Lucifer then was put in his place right there because of love. He was, he ju he was judged by his own works. His own actions. Yes. And so that's, that's what I'm seeing too when Jesus, you know, came along. Because he said, it, he came into the world that the world won't be condemned, but it can be saved, mm. and it's saved through love. Yeah. It's not saved through the battles and, and evil and condemnation. Yeah. 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 Or trying to win. Right. You know, right. And a, even when Adam and Eve fell, God did not beat them over the head with a stick. Right. He through his love shed blood. Right. So that they can continue to lead to humanly live though they were dead spiritually. Mm -hmm. Yet their own sin kept them out their of the garden. Their own sin sin kept them out <coughs> of the garden. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. But he still <clears throat> slaughtered a lamb. Yes. You know, and covered and them. And covered them because God has to do that. I mean, that was before Jesus. Yes. I mean, think about that. Absolutely. I can't imagine what it looked like. Uh, watching uh, the Spirit of God slaughter a lamb, right? 
for for the first time. You've right. never seen death before. Can you imagine, you imagine that? No. You've never seen death before, and, and you God hear the oh my goodness, you hear yeah. the pain right. of the that cry of that lamb and everything, and then He takes that and then puts it on them. Yes. I mean, ooh, absolutely. You talk yeah. about humbling. I know, right? <laughs> but this is how that was God's ability because He says eye for eye, tooth for tooth, right? So the very sin which they they committed through deception was covered then by this innocent blood where God could once again embrace them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they there just was this blood in. they couldn't enter into now what God had created them to enter into. But yet God did cover them. Absolutely. Yeah. He still That's does good. that. Oh, he still does all that. All the time. <laughs> I mean, how oh, I many of you guys out there that are, you're covered by the blood of the lamb, but you still have to go through all the stuff that you yes. probably, you know, sometimes right. sowed or, uh, I know that we, you know, we, that whole scripture, you reap what you sow. That's so true, but, goes, yeah. but you're going to reap things that you sow, but you're still, God's still going to be with you to, to even help you walk right. it out. Right. Which is ridiculous. I, right. I mean, if it was me, I'd be like, you're going to have to reap what you sow, and then you come back to me after we're done, after you're done. You know? Exactly. But he's there while you're walking it out, and he helps you walk it out. Yes, absolutely. As you're reaping that stuff you sow. Yes. I know this for a fact. That there's times sure. I've sown things, oh, and man. I'm walking with Christ, and I can't say... Well, that's under the blood, you know. So right. that's under the blood, you know. Uh, God's a, no, you don't pay for some of that <laughs> right. stuff that you sow. You will. Any kind of seed you sow, right. it's going to spring up, right. you know. And when it springs up, you just got to embrace it and hang on to Jesus exactly. and just and reap it. Yes, and, and repent. Just because turn. It, yeah, a lot yeah. of times you reaping the stuff you sowed actually purifies you. Absolutely, it, yes. it helps purify Thank your goodness, life. We do reap it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I brother the Holy Spirit puts a sickle to it. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead, cut it right, off, removed. Right. Because right. <laughs> I keep trying to pick the leaves. Oh yeah, <laughs> but and it, it keeps just, coming up. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I wonder why I keep doing it over and over. Right. Oh yeah, been there. Yeah. So share with us a okay. little bit of what you, you got with this I, thing with Lazarus. I, I, I began to get this download about Lazarus, and I, I, I see that everything Jesus did uh, through his three years of ministry was a prophetic word. I mean, there was nothing that he did not do that was not a prophetic word. And um, the last miracle that Jesus performed before he went to the cross was the raising of Lazarus. And uh, the Lord began to speak to me about this, and I began to see uh, Lazarus, that he speaks of the restoration of the church. Hmm. Because, and I'll give you, a, I went and looked back, looked up Lazarus' name, and it means whom God helps, assistance of God, grace of God, not of help. Helpless. That's what Lazarus means. Hmm. And I begin to see that the church now has come to the place where uh, it has is it, sick. Jesus gets word from Mary and Martha that his best friend Lazarus is sick. And they just know he's going to run to his, their side and really 
take care of this situation because they've seen him perform all these miracles and do all these things. So have, they already had this mindset of what should be done, right? So, uh, which is kind of like the church. I mean, yes, that's where we Jesus, are today. The church is Jesus's best friend, right? But we're expecting him to do it a certain yes, way. Yes, and we have our mindset about how things should be done and will be done. But the Holy Spirit does not do that. Right, right. The Holy Spirit can take U turns, and if you have a mindset, you're not going to make that turn. Now, when you say church, you're meaning his people. I mean the body of Christ. Yeah. A yes. lot of, and there's people out there that don't even know the Lord but are called to be a part of His body, but they're so dead right. they, and disconnected, uh, they're going to need a visitation. They're going to need this yes. life-giving Spirit to visit them. Yes, and I'm not talking about just our little church. I'm talking about the thing as a whole. Exactly. Because Paul himself even said, even said that there will be apostasy that comes in. Sure. And there will be wolves with sheep's clothing. Right. And it's the same like the first Adam. They come in to rob, steal, and destroy, right? Right. They don't that spirit does not want to see the fulfillment of the glory of the Lord on the earth. Mm. Does not want to see that fulfillment. And that's what the mandate is was for Adam and Eve. And now it's our mandate. Right. Right. So the enemy wants to keep him sleeping. Absolutely. The enemy. The first thing, though, the enemy did that he did. He got sick. Yeah. And so I saw this as a process of the body of Christ got. We're sick. We've lost a lot of our even biblical principles that was given to us Mm. as a way to live. And the way to conduct ourselves. I mean, Jesus said, we're the salt of the earth and we're the light. Well, he's even warned, if your salt loses your savor. Right. Or if you put your light under a bushel, you know? Right, right. It's no good. So I see that we have come to that place now of where we are now sick. We're sick, but when Jesus got that word, he didn't run to their side. No. The way they thought he ought to. Right. He waited, and he even had, once he told his disciples, he said, well, if he just, he first said he's asleep. Then he tells them, well, he died. Well, he said this sickness is not unto death. And can it's, you imagine them hearing him? That? Oh, he's I already know. dying. Yeah, he's already right. dying. But he doesn't seem, yeah. yeah. He doesn't seem he's not going to stay dead. He's just saying this sickness is not yeah, unto it's death. it's for the glory of God. Right, right. Yeah, so they they even tried to dissuade him from going. Yeah. Because they knew if they, he went back into Bethany, which is just two miles outside of Jerusalem, there's going to be trouble. Yeah. Because every time they went there, there was trouble. They couldn't stand it. Right. So even our own, I saw that as another thing, is even there will there are disciples that will try to hinder us from going on into the process of resurrection. Mm. Because there, it is a raising up of the Holy Spirit it will do this work. It will do the it will do this great work, but what Jesus did, he waited till the whole thing was till Lazarus was dead. Right. Then Lazarus was wrapped in grave clothes. Right. He right. was all wrapped up like a dummy. 
Well, that to me oh, mummy. a mummy, yeah, the mummy, not a dummy. That was a dummy too. But we have wrapped ourselves in grave clothes through many even teachings that has drawn us away where we've lost the image of who we are in Christ and we've gotten our image on ourselves. And God has become our uh, like sugar daddy. We were created for his inheritance. He was he was not created, but he we he was not for uh, he were, he was not created if I can use that word for us. We were created for him. Oh, for his pleasure. We are his inheritance. Right. So we've gotten all wrapped up now in these grave clothes and put in this tomb. So if you're wrapped up in all these grave clothes and put in this tomb, you can't move. It's dark. And we've talked about how darkness is coming on the earth, mm -hmm. deep darkness, but then, then God raises up a light, right? Right. But that, that's got to happen. Right. So Jesus then decides to go. It's time to go because he never did anything outside the leading of the Holy Spirit. So he decided, okay, it's time to go. Lazarus is dead now. And when he gets there... The first person, they already have all these mourners that have come in. They've been mourning for four days. Right. That's another word. <clears throat> four days. And uh, it's amazing to me because it's usually when we read in Scripture, the accounts that Jesus had with Mary and Martha, Mary was always at his feet. Martha was serving. But this time, Martha was the first one to run out. And that's Martha speaks of service. Mm. She ran out to meet him, and then she, through her mindset that she had, like he should where have you been? If you've been here, he would not have died. So see how that mindset set in? She could not see him as God himself in human form. Jesus looks at her and said, I'm the resurrection. She could not comprehend that because they had already gotten a mindset of how things ought to be. They had a protocol. They had a protocol. So he then, uh, she runs out and she then uh, begins to really rebuking because she was so upset because our best friend that should have been there was not there. And so when Jesus says, well, I'm the resurrection, she could not comprehend that. You think sometimes the God will, you know, leave you alone until you finally come to your wits' end? Absolutely. Yeah. That's the only time He can really do anything. Because a lot of times we'll lean on other people. We'll, you know, we're we're, we're thinking somebody's going to get us out of it. Now we don't say that, but sometimes we we're thinking, well, God's going to get us out, but we're really thinking He's going to send somebody right to get us right. out. Because see, we have that mindset. Right. Because. There should be a an end to something of a process in our life, and then God does something. Right. But then God, at this point, waits to your end that you think is the end, and then He goes on further, and the end is longer. Right. Exactly. That, you know, they're thinking He should have been here. Yeah. It, I mean, He's already dead the first day. You imagine Him then waiting. He's dead the second day. Then he's dead the third day. It's stinking. Yeah, the fourth day, it's stinking. 
So I, I, there's no telling me at times I've been here. I've been in such dire straits at times, oh, and I'm absolutely. thinking I'm in prayer every day. I'm crying. I'm yep, doing but, your thing. And so I, I and I and I had this hope that is my hope right. because I think He's going to come through a certain way. Right. Exactly. And so after I do my prayers and stuff, I wait for something to happen. Right. And then nothing happens. Nothing, it gets worse. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly And right. then my hope starts dwindling, right. and I do the same thing. Yeah, sure. You know, I'll see him, but he's not coming. Right. And I'll run out there and say, why aren't you here? Right. I mean, why aren't you, yeah. why aren't you raising you said you'd never leave me for something. Yeah, I thought you were going to do something about this, you know. <laughs> and, and he is doing something about it. He's doing something yes. about it. Not we doing something about it or exactly. making him do something about it. Exactly. <laughs> so when I saw this as the restoration of the body of Christ, the body of Christ is coming to that place, and it really gave me encouragement because when I walk into uh, many times into church situations, I I sort of get I pick up that. A hopeless spirit mm -hmm. where everybody just warm in the pew the and feel like they've lost, you know, or waiting to go to heaven. But see, that's not the reason. Or waiting for the band to stir. Waiting or for whatever. something now go to, <coughs> to stir them up or a good time or an entertainment. Mm -hmm. But uh, Jesus, the cross was, we've, we've embraced the cross as a way to keep them going to hell. That's not what the cross is all. The cross is about transforming us into the back to our original image. Right. So that we bring glory on the earth. Right. So <clears throat> when I go to church I see many people and I feel the atmosphere is so hopeless. Because our mindset is, well, this is not working the way I thought and I've right. been told it's supposed to work. Right. Or you compare other churches or you compare other places you've been at. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And so I'm sitting there just warming this pew waiting to go to heaven. And so... But what does that do to your mindset? What kind of spirit is well, that? Well, at that first, I get... First, I've learned through... <laughs> Through this revelation, I would myself be uh, enter into that same atmosphere. Yeah, and it will affect me. It makes you almost want and to turn I'm around. And I want to go. Well, when are these people going to get it together? It beats all I ever saw. And that's know? that spirit that's, that's on that them. That's that spirit that's on them that I'm picking up. That right. hopelessness. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, <coughs> so anyways, when I saw this. This thing has got to come to the plot to the death, and I feel like right now it's in a place that it's it's when Jesus said it's asleep. Mm -hmm. I see the body of Christ now as it's gone to sleep. We ha we don't even have the influence that we should have in the world. Right, right. Uh, they should know us. We should be that salt, and we should be that light. But right now we're asleep. Yeah. And but he's still <coughs> waiting. He's waiting till we really come into this death, death to ourselves, death to everything we do for ourselves, and and return back to the image of God in us and allow the image of God 
to begin to consume us and we've been transformed. Mm. But right now, we are asleep. So Jesus waits, though, till he's waiting. He's waiting till we come to the death. And that death, though, is when, after that death, is when he's going to come and we keep talking about there's going to be a great awakening. There's going to be a great awakening, all right, but before there's an awakening, there has to be a death. And so I begin to see this, and uh, you think we're trying to still, you think we're trying to keep, still keep something alive that's absolutely. dying, that's dying, absolutely, yes, okay, yes, but it's still a work of the Holy Spirit, you know. What but I'm even saying? the dying, even the dying off is the work of the Holy Spirit, absolutely, yes. He's allowing things to die off so that all things can become new. Yes, yes. Yeah. Everything's getting shaken that can be shaken. So Everything's it, coming I mean, to the end. That's huge because if there, there may be people out here, you know, see things dying off. Uh, I mean, that, now I'm not talking about just spiritual things. You may, you may be in your life where you yeah, feel like you're losing your job or you feel like personally. things that are happening that is abnormal you, and you're panicking and things are dying off but uh, it's it's really the work of the Holy Ghost allowing that yes. stuff to die off yes. so that God can resurrect something even That's better exactly than right. we can That's exactly but right. we're, we're trying to keep it alive absolutely what yeah. can we do to keep, yes. it, keep us from being addicted to yes. keep Keep it alive. Yes. But what do we do? Right. Well, what yeah, do we what do? can we do to keep from being addicted to trying to keep something alive that God's allowed to die? Well, I think the first thing we have to do is is to begin to acknowledge the Lord in it first. You're not going to be able to release yourself from 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 it until you first acknowledge God in what what you're going through, and quit working your formulas. You have to completely give up. And see, there's a lot of us. Uh, there's a lot of us like Martha. Yes, uh, we're thinking because we're, in we're service. yeah, we're taught that we're supposed to. Uh, God doesn't do that, you know. Right. He's got to keep everything alive, and you know. And then you go, by God, no, this this not if this stuff's not supposed to die off. This is the enemy. This right. is the work of the enemy. Right. But if you, man, then we, we would call what just Jesus just did to Lazarus is the work of the enemy. Yeah, we would. He allowed him to die. That's exactly right. And if Jesus and allowed him to die, him, there will be people in the body that will accuse him. Oh, really? We all, we do that. I mean, I've, there've been times where I've been mad at God. Yeah. Because He didn't show up the way I thought He ought to show up. Yeah. Nor I was His timing right. Right. <laughs> right. Because really, our hope is in the resurrection instead of our hope is in God. Right. Right. Our hope is in our formulas. We want something to be raised. That's where our hope is instead that's of exactly. our hope being put in Jesus. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's why he said, I'm the resurrection. Right. We've gotten all these grave clothes on us now. And now he, he puts us into a place where you're all wrapped up and you can't, you're not going to do anything. That's except good. lay in a dark tomb. Yeah, until good. he comes along and calls you out, man. Right, and right. So, then the another thing that I noticed in this this story was Mary, who was the one that always ran and fell at Jesus' feet, was sitting in the house. Yeah. And she was entertaining the mourners. <laughs> and I went, Oh my gracious, here Martha, the service girl, runs out after she hears he's there. 
and Martha is sitting in the house entertaining the mourners, trying to probably explain, well, let me tell you why, you know, Jesus didn't, didn't get here, blah, blah. So Martha then goes in and quietly whispers to Mary and says, Mary, Jesus is asking for you. Yeah. That's what got her up. When Martha, the service, <laughs> went into the Mary who had this intimate relationship that had given up hope, <laughs> she, Martha, the service, went in and said, Mary, Jesus is asking where you are. She then gets up and, and goes to him. Um, so when I, and also another word for me was that they live in Bethany. And Bethany, Bethany means a house of affliction. It also means a house of distress and a house of depression. And it was in the Bethany area where John the Baptist uh, baptized mm -hmm. for repentance. Mm -hmm. This also spoke to me about that because the church now is in, the, in Bethany. They feel this affliction, the, this distress, everything's not working the way I was told it's supposed to work. Oh, I was taught this all these years and it's not working. Therefore, things then are asleep and just gone. It's still alive right now, but it's asleep. You think it's because we're not seeing what God's doing? Because what God is, there, God is doing this. He's allowing all He's this to happen. It's allowed. His work. Yes. Could we, <clears throat> instead of agreeing with the old system, could we repent and see that everything that is happening is for God's good? Well, you know... I thought about that, but this is going to be such a work of the Holy Spirit that our hands are not going to be involved in it. Right. Could mean, we, even though we're not going to be, our hands be in it, could we start seeing the Lord in what's going on? Oh, yes. Instead of... And uh, it gives you hope. Exactly. It restores your hope. It restores your joy. It restores you back to God saying, Father, I just submit to your ways and however, whatever you want to do and however you want to do it. So there is a place that just came to me. There is a place where you can walk through death. Absolutely. And still be with the Lord and be happy. Did not the apostles do that? Well, even Psalm uh, 23, even though I walk, yes. see you walk through death, you don't have to lay down. You can actually walk with him yes. through, through, this, process, yeah, through yeah. this process yes. and still be with God. Absolutely. So yes. I don't think we, we've done all the other stuff. He leads me, you know, besides still waters. He puts me in a green pasture. He restores my soul. All yes. of that stuff. <clears throat> oh, she said the question, what's the difference between giving up and quitting? None. <laughs> there is no right. difference. That's right. You, you'd rather, you can either give up or you can quit. God, right. uh, God always waits for our lively energy to leave so that he can prove himself that he's the one that's going to give you the lively energy and the life 
instead of yourself. That's what happened here. Yes. I mean, it's exactly. Lazarus' best friend. Best friend. That they I mean, totally, he ate with him. He, he lived with him. Well, I, I can actually say this myself. I can actually say this myself. Because a, a long time ago, I'll never forget, me and Bob were, uh, I came into Bob Jones's house, and and the first time Bob looked at me, he goes, hey, this morning, you know, Jesus said that you were one of his friends. And man, that made me just so, uh, like I was somebody, you know, I felt up, so man. great. Yeah, right. Well, it wasn't, what, a year after that, his best, one of his friends is dying, and that's me. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I think... I either uh, at one point I got to the point where I was so mad at my supposedly my best friend that I wanted to quit right and then or uh, I, I was at that point of well he's not coming through like you know Martha exactly uh, I start giving up and the Lord to spoke to me he goes I've been waiting on you to do that yes absolutely see and until we do now that doesn't mean I got lazy right no that, you know I mean that doesn't mean I get lazy and just and just fly I had I had gotten to the point to where I was trying to trying to be faithful in what right. I knew right but then what I knew ran out right and see that's another work of the Holy Spirit because if we become so familiar with what we know you're gonna forget God you're blind. you will forget God that's exactly right because he's an ongoing God He's always and going from glory to glory. He's always going from glory to glory. And if you're not willing, if you're not able to make the shift, you'll be stuck. You'll be stuck in what you thought you knew. <clears throat> and it's not going to work. It's kind of, I hate to say asinine, <laughs> but it's kind of, we're so formulated. Yes. Okay. Now, there's a real, there's a real point here. You're all. We are always praying. God, take us into great revelation. Oh man! You know, we're always saying, "Take us in that promised land. Take us yeah. to that new place." Behold all, and we quote yeah. it. Behold, all things become new. Right. But that's the thing. This was a new thing. Yes. No one, no one's ever I've done this. What, what's about to happen here? No right. one's ever raised somebody no. after four days. He stinks. So if you really think about if if you say, "Oh God, take me into the unknown," well, if you, if He's going to take you into the unknown, you just said it. Your known's got to die. Yes. So because you can't go into the unknown yes. knowing something. That's right. You can't because you're not going to know because you've already got where a you're mindset. Going. You've already got a mindset of how it's going to be. Yeah, the you unknown know. should be like what I think it should be. And if He takes you at your word. Oh, you're gonna get. You're gonna really. You're gonna be like Mary and Martha. Where were you? Yeah, you're gonna be upset. <laughs> well, weren't you here? You're gonna be upset because yeah. he doesn't work. Peter had to learn that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the disciples had yeah. to learn that. That his ways are not our ways, man. And the sooner we really learn that, the better off we're gonna be. Yeah. That way, we're gonna be able to just flow with the work of the Holy Spirit because. The, the culmination of all this is that the glory of the Lord is going to fill this earth as the waters cover the sea and it's going to be through people that's right that's the, his glory that's that's not talking about <coughs> clouds and fire that's not talking about miracles that's people. talking about the character of God himself who is love right it, we're going to there's going to be a people 
that is going to carry the character of God on this earth. And it's going to fill the earth with love. That's how he overcame Lucifer in the beginning, and that's how he's going to overcome it all in the end. Mm. So there's got to be a raising. There's got to be a raising of the dead, but we've got to come to the dead first. <laughs> we've got to come to that place where we're actually really dead and that we no longer live, but it's Christ that lives in us. And uh, so when I began to see this, I went, whoa. And then another thing that uh, I was telling Brad, I went to bed the other night just weeping and crying because, see, they had all these mourners there and it's gonna be a time of sorrows because many people are not gonna understand it. Many people are, are going to be, you know, they're, they're either going to choose to walk his ways or they're going to choose to go the other way. Mm. You know, that, <clears throat> remember, I mean, I was just sitting here thinking about the time, and I, I look back on the years, and you you saw how God even eradicated my life. Right. I mean, I was a ringtail tutor. Absolutely. Mom couldn't stand where I was. I'm going to tell you why. I don't know how she put up with it. But uh, going back to this thing, him doing something completely different, uh, it's a scary thing. Yeah. When God starts taking you into places that you don't have a clue what's going to happen. I'm, and I, well, we have to get real here. You get afraid. Yes. You you, you get scared and you try to lean on all of your your revelation. Yep. Uh, and you try to even lean on yep. the on, on the staff of the testimonies of what God has done. Absolutely. But eventually, there's a time where all of that fades out because all of those testimonies has gotten you to that that one place mm -hmm. that's going to send ascend you into a place that you've never been before. But all those testimonies has gotten you to that place of the promise. Right. And I remember, and I told this, I've told this before, but I remember when I had that car lot, and when I was making all that money, you know, all the money was coming in as soon as we built right. it. And then later on, I found my partner was stealing. I thought stealing the money. Mm -hmm. It was money was missing, right? right. And I go into prayer. And now this was something that just floored my brain at the time. I said, Lord, what's going on? Uh, why is he, you know, I see that he's taking the money or because I felt like sure. the business is dying, but sure. man, we're flourishing. And he started it. Yeah, and God, God started, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I'm going to God and I said, Lord, what's up? And he, this is what he said. He said, Brad, what you've done is a great idea, but it wasn't my idea. Right. But he says it was a great idea. Yeah, right. It wasn't my idea, but I, because you're actually doing it, I'm going to continue to bless it, but the money will go to him. Right. So don't consider him stealing the money. I'm allowing him to have it because you're supposed to be doing something else. There you go. Boy, your mindset had to change. So I went from somebody <laughs> stealing my money. I, yeah. Yeah. So that's your brain. Oh, listen. I totally understand where Mary Martha came from. There has to, with us, yeah. there has to be a cause and effect. Yes. With God, there's no cause none. and effect. None at all. None. And so he tells me, here's this death thing. He tells me, I go, what do you want me to do? 
Now, I'm still struggling with the whole idea of him letting all that happen. But he's letting that die so that he can do something completely different right. in my life. In he life. can, not right. me. Right. And he says, go home and wait for the phone to ring. Give your half. Give your half mm -hmm. of the business and go home and wait for the phone to ring. I'm thinking, the first thing I when I hear, go home and wait Plus for Plus, you had a family. Had a family. Yeah. Go home and wait for the phone to ring. So, my, you got to understand, and we all do this subconsciously. We, we think in the future, okay, when I go home, the phone's going to ring, and then God's going to go, He's going to show yeah. up. It's going to be wonderful, and He's going to do something. Yeah. So, I have to lean on that, even though I'm scared. <laughs> right. Even though exactly. I'm scared, I have to lean on my own understanding, which the Bible says not to. Not to. And I go home. I just remember this. I remember this. It took four days. Oh, man. There you go. For the phone to ring. And I remember the first three days. Our torment. It was total torment. Absolutely. I ran out of the house the third day. I walked out. I was going to McDonald's or something. I was going to go <laughs> get me a job. And the Lord spoke to me and said, get back in the house, boy. Wow. Not counting the, the guilt you felt on the head of this oh, house gosh. you're supposed to provide. Your, your mindset, you already had your mindset of what you should be doing and you're not doing. Yeah. All the bombardment that comes at us when... Yeah, I wanted to work. I wasn't taking, you know, a lot of folks would take, well, well Jesus just told me to stay to rest. Well, so, a lot of times that's not true. Right, You know, we'll, exactly. we'll do it so that it's we... It's an excuse. Yeah, and, and do a GoFundMe <laughs> prayer. Right. But, but, uh... <clears throat> I was miserable because my brain can't compute. Well, when I sat there, just like this thing here, right. you're talking about Mary right. Mark, my excuses ran out. My formulas, my protocols, the phone didn't ring the first day. Exactly. The second day. Yeah. The third day. And I got pressure from... You don't from, know how long it's going to be. Plus, I got pressure from family. Absolutely. You know, to supply Put the food need. on the table. Yeah, you lie, lie, Pay the sorry, sucker, you know. <laughs> yeah, Why right. aren't you doing this? Are you right. following this Jesus thing, you right. know? Right. And, uh, and for that to happen, I realize now I, I basically died to my plans yes. on how God actually moves yes. in a person's life. And this is completely different than what we think he's oh, going, how absolutely. he's going to move in yes. the church. Absolutely. So those kind of things we can take these personally, you know, how God works in our lives. But I see this as a corporate thing that God is going to do among uh, his people. Mm. That we're coming to the end of ourselves. We've been, we've been asleep. We first had a disease and we died. And our disease and sickness is, up here. is all up here. <laughs> and everything that we've learned that we thought we knew that was all knowledge did not even... We, it says to know God, know Jesus. Oh, that I may know him, Paul said. Paul didn't say, oh, that I may know how to do everything in Revelation. <laughs> know him. And so that is our sickness is that we've gotten off and we're now sick and then we're gone to sleep. Now we're asleep. And we've been wrapped up in all of our grave clothes of how we think everything ought to be. And we show, and we don't have to. And if you're like this, 
don't condemn yourself. No. Because he's allowing no. yes. it's us to work. get to this place. It's a work so that we can come to resurrection. Which, which tells me we can't walk into a church and go, oh man, this place is no dead. No way. Can I do that anymore? I have to keep my mouth shut. Oh, I come in there. And with, I, I, yeah. see, I see it as like, wow, this is the work of the God. This yes. is the work of God. Of the Holy all. Spirit. Yeah. That he's bringing us now to this place. Right, right. Yes. And uh, so... <laughs> I want to sort of give you also a, uh, the meaning of Martha. Uh, Martha represents that outer activity. Man, have we not had a lot of that. But of our soul that's, that reaches from a higher self. It makes you feel good, right? When you have all this outer activity, right? Right, right. <laughs> and many times you feel, so busy. oh, I did God's work. Yeah, man. you're all busy. Yeah, and you're all busy. And so the Mary shows us that she learned at Jesus' feet. But we've got to have both. But it's got so, to but, come into balance. But Martha's busyness died. Yes. And Mary's, Mary's intimacy at God's feet. God. <laughs> it's like having been an intercessor. You know, I'm just yes. an intercessor for God. And then it's dead. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so see, both of those are coming into play and they're having to die. Now, old Lazarus, who's all helpless, is laying in the tomb, yeah. <laughs> unable to do anything. And Which is the friend of God. He's the friend. Yes, yeah, yeah. he's the friend. And so when Jesus then says, well, where, where is he? Then they go, hey, you, don't, you really don't, don't want to go there because I'm telling you. It's four days, man. He's been stinking. He's stinking. Right. So it's not only that we're going to come to that place where we're going to be stinking. Yeah. And we're going to really be. And we're really not going to want to mess with it. No. You're not going to want to mess with the mess. Yeah. That's exactly right. Just like they said, uh, why are you even here? I mean, he's been exactly dead for four right. days and he stinks. Yeah. Now, another <sighs> thing I noticed in this story is that when uh, Martha goes to Mary and relates to her that Jesus is calling her for her, she says, calls him teacher. Mm -hmm. They did not see him as the son of God. They did not see him as the Messiah. So see that mindset they had all along that she says the teacher is calling for you. Which knowledge can't raise you up. No, knowledge cannot raise you up. And they had that man. They really had. They had Jesus. They had Jesus, right? But they <laughs> did not recognize what they really actually had. They right. couldn't comprehend it. And you know, you can't comprehend some things till the Holy Spirit does open your eyes to let you see it. Man. Totally. We're blind. When Jesus went and healed the blind people, he was saying, hey, Adam, you've been blind from the time you fell way back then. Here you are blind now. Right, right. right. So everything he did was showing us how we are in our fallen nature. Right. Even to heal the lepers, he was saying, hey guys, y'all got this disease and leprosy is you lose your feelings. Right. So he, he, all of what Jesus did was a prophetic call to mankind in their fallen nature to raise them back up out of that. Mm. Everything he did. That's good. Everything he did. So Those Jesus, are different attributes. Right. Yeah. Different. So yeah. when Jesus goes to that tomb, he, he, I said, if he had to, he had to scream, he did not, he didn't say, hey, Jim, hey, Lazarus, hey, man, I'm here now. I'm your friend. So 
you can come out. No, it's going to be another big, huge call. He screamed from the his insides out yep. and called Lazarus, who means helpless, come forth to come out of that tomb. Now, Lazarus, this is another sign to me. Once he speak, once he we hear his voice now and we hear that resurrecting voice of the Holy Spirit call us out of our tomb you're not going to run out you're going to just hobble and walk while I come out wobble out hobble. because you're all wrapped up in, the, in your grave clothes in your mind you're all wrapped up he comes out. You don't have any answers to get you, yourself out of it. You don't have the answer. But you've heard the voice of God. Yes. But you don't know how to come out of it. Yes, but you come out because of the voice. Yeah. You come out, but you're still wrapped up. You've got the face cloth on. You're all wrapped up like a mummy. Jesus then turns to his friends and says, unwrap him. Loose him and let him go, he said. That's how I see we're going to need one another. Because, see, I get unwrapped from my grave clothes by being connected to the body. So there could be, you know, some of us out there that are hearing the voice of God, but we're still wrapped up. Yes. And the reason we can't get free is because we haven't allowed others to come around exactly. us. Exactly. Which are the ones, they're the relationships that will take that stuff off. Exactly. Yep. One person might take the face cloth off and help you see. Others might unwrap your arms because there's your connection with the body of Christ. And Paul says, if you don't discern the body of Christ, he said, now this is why some of you are sick. Sick and some are dying. Right. Because you're not discerning the body. You're not connecting yourself because you've got to have that blood flow. Right. And, and though Lazarus came out, he was still wrapped up. So the resurrection will raise us up. Well, we're going to need one another to unwrap us. Mm, that's good. Yeah. That's really good. So this really brought me a lot of joy and, and, and peace. You know, though I, I also have, you know, the old word shock and awe. <laughs> it's, it's a shock. Because Mary and Martha were actually shocked in their minds. And there's going to be mourners. There's going to be people that are really crying and in sorrow because they're not going to understand what is really going on. Oh, why, why aren't you Why aren't you rising up? Why aren't you praying? Well, just speak What's this. wrong with you? Yeah. You need to pray in tongues. You need right. to do this. You need to do right. that. What's wrong with you? Why don't I you mean, do that? Right. Yeah. Or then you have Job's best friend, you know. Well, it's because you're this way, and it's yes. because of that way. If you're like a Martha, you've been too busy, so now you got to become a mayor. I right. mean, there's going to be all this protocol talk Yes. while we're going to be going through this death, but protocols, mark this, protocols of man will die. Absolutely. And when the protocol of man dies, then we're able to start seeing God. Yes. I, I, I totally believe in that because... He's always blasting my protocol. Absolutely. On how things uh, get done. You know, somebody said here, it says, what does it mean when you feel like you just can't take it anymore? Uh, the pressures of the wilderness. First of all, 
pressures of the wilderness is probably a delusion that we've been taught because the wilderness is where the garden is. And we won't even go where that is. If we've been taught that the wilderness yeah, is so bad, if it's so bad, uh, it's, you know, uh, a place where you, it's, you drown, or a place where you die, or a place, uh, there's no food. But the place where actually Jesus was led to was the wilderness to be learned by his, the yeah. voice of the Father. Yes. And that's the place where you actually get your authority mm -hmm. is in the place of that wilderness. Even Isaiah 35 says the wilderness will blossom. So it's, it's and it's not a, it's not an atmospheric no. or geographical thing. The wilderness is work. that are in the wilderness that God allows to come in inside of us mm -hmm. is actually the garden. Right. And if you could lose, if we can lose that way that we've been taught, just like you said, yes. all the protocols. Because if I look at my wilderness that I'm in as bad, just subconsciously as bad, I'm not going to see the Lord. No, you're not. I mean, it's in in Psalms, uh, a song of Solomon too. He's coming out of the wilderness. Right. Here comes right. my beloved. And see, that's so, why the children of Israel murmured and complained and died in the wilderness. The wilderness is a good thing. They had God. That's the place where the potter starts molding the clay. Exactly. And you're getting transformed in that wilderness. And the crazy thing about it is when when God's hand is on you, you don't realize no. it because you're so your mindset's still back in Egypt. And when you're in that wilderness, God's hand's more on you then. And then when you come out into your so-called good place, right. you're going to look back and you're yes. going to go, oh my God. I know. Yes. I wish I would have. Exactly. I'd like to go back to that place in the wilderness. Exactly. Because that's where God was. And another huh? thing, if yeah. Jesus was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit, so are we. Man, Hello. <laughs> there is no. Because if you really get, if you really understand this, yes. if you walk with Jesus, you wouldn't want to walk with him. That's then. right. Because he, every place he went to was a wilderness. Yes. Yeah. I'm serious. Besides going, taking his disciples off to a, you know a private place yes. every now and then, he'd teach them the mysteries of the kingdom. But if you really, if you really followed the footsteps of Jesus, yes. I mean, even going on the boat, Absolutely. You, you're going into a storm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, every place of Jesus was like I would say, uh huh. Yeah. You know what the sad part about that is that we've rebuked the devil so long. Well, we, we don't even recognize Je that Jesus is in the boat. I know he's been with us the whole <laughs> See, time. So that's our mindset. Yeah. So if you're if you're right a here. child of God, why are you rebuking the devil? Come when you, on. When you got yeah, him here. Yeah, you got him here. Why <laughs> rebuke the devil? Leave him alone. Let him rest. <laughs> yeah. Or let him do his let him let do his work for you. Exactly. He, I mean, anytime yes. that anytime the enemy starts manifesting, that means God's around. Right. Exactly. So, and, you know, a lot of times yeah. that's a lot of times we don't realize sometimes when we get we think we get ourselves in a in a in a, a bad place or God leads us into a spot and then things start manifesting negatively, we go, Oh man, the enemy's after me, or you know, we make all these excuses or things that we've been taught, but what if if it's us? Yes. The light in us that's making that happen. Absolutely. 
That's right. If we can see that the light in us is causing, causing that. that stuff to manifest. Right, exactly. Then, Mark, you talk about your mindset changing, you, then you'd actually start feeling confident that, hey, I'm in a good place. Right. All this stuff is happening because it's the light that yes. God has put in me to allow it to expose everything so that I can actually help. Yes. And bring of service for the Holy yes. Spirit. And it's really a matter of what, well, I, I feel like, though, that a lot of our mindset stuff that we have, you know, wrapped ourselves up in, the, that it's got to come off. Yeah. In order for us to be able to walk in the image of God and express who God is on this earth. Yeah. A lot of that's got to come off. But see, that's the process of the work of the Holy Spirit. And it's going to come. Yeah. Whether we like it or not, or whether, you know, what time it's going to happen, I don't know. But it brings me so much peace to say, hey, you know, I can keep walking with the Lord and let the Lord and stay at rest with Him and let Him do the work. Yeah, that, you know, that this other part about says, what does it mean when you feel like you just can't take it anymore? Another God story when when uh, I started playing, I went back to playing golf after I had my real turnaround by God, and I was supposed to fulfill all my contracts and everything. And I'll never forget that first day. You know, I went out to play golf, and I'm all happy because God's visited me. I'm, you know, He's He's cleansed me. I've repented. But then that's when I forgot how to play golf. Right. That first day, literally on the tour. And I get to the ninth hole, and I've got a following of people with me, watching me play because I'm playing so bad. Right. Because I have forgotten he has supernaturally taken my talent away. Now I have no knowledge on how to play the game. Mm -hmm. Your mind's been twisted Boy, if that's around. not a prophetic word, oh, he's going to yeah. take away the knowledge on how to play the Christian yes, game. Yes, he is. And, uh, and I could, like I said, and I, and I couldn't take it anymore. And I said it. I said, I, I, I grabbed my bag on that ninth hole, and I, and I, I was going to walk off, and the, and the Lord said in my ear, I'll never forget it. He said, where are you going, boy? And I said this, I can't take it anymore. What I was actually saying was, I want my own will. Yes, that's right. That's exactly right. And the thing about it, he didn't even hear. It's like he didn't even hear he what I said. He didn't even pay attention to it. I said, I can't take it anymore. And he said, I thought you said you were going to do everything I told you. Uh-huh. And I gritted my teeth and I said, I will. And he said, then turn around and keep playing. Yeah. In other words, it don't matter. It don't matter how you feel. Exactly. Yes. It matters what how he feels, what he exactly. wants to do. That's exactly right. And I had to turn my hiney. Right. And be grab my, lift my, give my bag back. And, and go ahead and embrace and the get, And embrace the start cotton picking <laughs> death. Right. Because really, when I said I can't take it anymore, I was really afraid to die all the way. Right, exactly. I didn't want to lose all of my, all of me. Right. Some of me has to live, but surely, yes. surely some of me has to live. <laughs> and boy, I'm going to tell you what, every bit of me, and you know that for sure. Right. I lost everything, didn't yeah, I? I mean, everything yes, fell apart. Everything. But when everything fell apart and started stinking, mm -hmm. at that point... I had, yeah. I had just, I trusted that it was God. Right. But I had to take those steps. Yes. 
to trust him. You had to renew your mind. Oh, to, but, to and, but I couldn't renew it. No. I, the only way I could renew it is to die. Yeah. To die to his Just way. Just be obedient to what he said, That's, whether you liked it or not. Whether I liked it or not. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and it got to a point, I, and this went on for like a year and a half, of me playing the worst golf you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> After about six trips of this stuff, <laughs> I realized it's not going to end. Right. And when you realize it's not going in, you have a choice. Yes, you do. You can either jump ship. Yes, you have the choice. And go find a pleasant place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I could have jumped ship. Yes. Ended the golf. Play the game. And just go or go on and find another job somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, Do all that stuff. Yep. And I knew that if I, I I don't know why, but I think looking back is the work of the Holy Spirit. I knew in my gut if I quit then, I was gonna miss the Lord. Absolutely. So I had to embrace I had to embrace the process of death as the Lord. Yes. And when I embraced it, that's when the joy started coming back. Yes. You know to me one of the sad things that's happened among us is that we have many converts but no disciples. If you are a disciple, Jesus said, and Jesus had converts, but he looked and he said, if you want to be if, there's always an if, if, but when he talked about disciples, if you want to be like my disciples, you can jump ship and maybe, you know, miss hell, but what do you want? What, What do you want? Like you were talking about, Brad is if you want to be my disciple, you have to deny yourself and take up your cross, man. That's exactly what I just pulled up. It says, there you go. Yeah, it says, eight, uh, uh, Mark 8, 24, uh, 34, it says, whoever desires to come after me, and that's what I was wanting to do. Yes. I was wanting to come after him. Yes. Let him deny himself. That day when I had said I couldn't take anymore, I had to deny, had to deny. that thought. You sure did. And, and I'm talking blind faith and say... Without understanding of what... No understanding and just right. turn around. And he says, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. In other words, I had to embrace that terrifying moment as the work of right. God. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yes. And man, we are not taught that. No, we're not taught that at all because we rebuke the devil behind every bush. And you're right. And, and man, when I <laughs> when I embrace, we got more. <laughs> oh, when you died in golf, who helped you unwrap grave clothes? Uh, there were several men actually. Yeah. When when I when I died, uh, there was a guy named Benny Hinn. Uh, I ended up being really close. Uh, friends with Benny Hinn, uh, that was not a like waha moment either. That was a uh, very scary moment to, uh, through the process of meeting him. Uh, another good friend, uh, uh, a guy named Randall Worley. Yeah. I ended up meeting Rick, Rick Joyner, which is a good close friend of mine. Uh, Bob Jones, all those guys. As I started, as I started stink thing, mm-hmm. friends came friends around. Friends came around, right. But God had to get stinking by myself. But you know, one of the greatest ones I saw that unwrapped your grave clothes was your uh, sponsors. Totally. Totally oh, even, started even, unwrapping everything. Even even my uh, my teacher, remember yes. Richard? Richard yes. 
Uh, they started unwrapping. Oh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll never forget my one of the sponsors, which is real close. For, they were friends. Yeah. You know, he said, I, I don't understand what's going on. With right, you. right. And uh, he was saying, you know, well, we've got a year, you know, I won't be able to sponsor you. Right. You know, but I'll still be here for you. That helped me get out of my mentalities. It right. was unwrapping me exactly. to help me get out of all of that yes. you know, self-loathing. Move you into the place that God wants you to be. Exactly. And I, see, that's another thing we need to we need to uh, embrace those things, those people that come around us, because those weren't considered like, quote, believers, even though they were. No, even... But they weren't in, quote, your church. No, even my, I'll never forget when I started playing really bad which was Richard down in, uh, I was in, in Orlando at the time, uh, living down there, and uh, I remember my golf teacher, which wouldn't be a spiritual person, but he loved Jesus. Right. He was a big old tall man, six seven, <laughs> had a cane, and I remember hitting that ball, left, right, you know, you name it, and it was, I was, I was so, I can't tell you how frustrated I was. And he said, he would say, even after I hit a really bad shot, he'd say, good shot. He said good shot one day so many times <laughs> that I turned around, I have to admit, I cussed him out. All righty. I said, what the blankety blank are you saying good shot for? And here's what he said. You're still swinging the golf club. All righty. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. In other words... You're still You're able still to swing. Right. You're still there. Yes. You're still hitting the ball. Yes. You're still trying. Yes. I mean. You haven't given up. And when that was God. Yeah. In other words, you're not quitting. Exactly. You may be hitting it right. You may be hitting it left, and you're getting up, upset and you're frustrated. But you're and he would and that voice would say, "Good shot." Right. And man, when I got mad and he said that, you're still swinging the golf club. That that's a that's a tipping moment. Yeah. You know, your brain kind of goes. Sure. Like, wow, I've lost the foundation of real. Sure. I should be happy. Sure. Even though I'm hitting the ball, I got arms. At least you're able to try and still yeah. stand up there. Exactly, yeah. and I'm still swinging. So, right. in other words, I can still go through death. Yes. That means, okay, I've got to drag this thing, and I still got to follow it. Even though I'm playing bad golf, mm -hmm. I still got to trust mm -hmm. the Lord. And you know, when we really realize that the cross is for the purpose of... of uh, getting you to the throne. Getting us to the <laughs> throne, but also <coughs> transforming our right. old man into the new man. Exactly. And we then, uh, we, we're actually walking with Papa. And, and here's the thing. Subconsciously, we say it's the work of the Spirit, but we really try to work it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We try to do behavioral changes. Oh, yeah. You know. We picked up a lot of the world ways. I don't know how many times I've tried to go, bless God, hallelujah, you know, and try to do the formula. Yeah. And I'll do scripture. I've even done scriptures. When oh, I was sure. dying, you know, cause, and I'm going to die again. I'm not saying this stuff doesn't end. It's a process. And so I'm, I remember going, uh, you know, I quote scripture, give thanks in all things, and all things give thanks, and I quote it. But I'd, I'd be doing it as a protocol, right? thinking that, because I've been taught this, exactly. like, 
wait a minute, I can say, give thanks in all things. That'll make me get stirred up. That will, you know, right. you know, you start thinking. Right. And so when I do it, it just makes, yeah. I just want to throw up. <laughs> exactly. And then finally, I got, I got to a place to work. Wait a minute, that's not all working. That's right. So what I did was, and I didn't try formulas. I was just, I was fed up with trying to do the protocol stuff. I'm, I'm like hard. Glad though. you finally got it. Yeah, and, and then I finally go right. And I excuse the pun, but I go, what the hell's going on? Right. Exactly. In other words, I'm done. You're right. That's when yeah. I finally popped. Yes. And I was finally out of all my protocol. Yeah. That's when the Spirit could really have His deep work in me. Absolutely. And I could get real. Absolutely. All my yes. protocols, like Martha had the end. Yes. And you know, when I think of, of Paul, even in his years sitting even in prison, he said, I haven't, I haven't. Yeah, what can you do I in prison? finished. Although, you know, I, I, I'm still, all that I may know him, I go, are you kidding? After You're dying, all so. you've been through, at everywhere that man went, he got stoned and everything, and he kept saying, oh, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship, the fellowship of, of his sufferings. Come on, guys, we got, we got to get the whole thing together here. In order that... There's a process in order. There's a joy that, on that there side. There is a joy. He had a joy. He was not moaning or groaning. He knew and understood what his life was all about. And it was for to be consumed by the Father. Totally. Totally consumed by the Father. And once again, be like the first Adam was supposed to be on the earth. Right. Yeah. When he said, you know, it's no longer I that live, but Christ in me live. That was a literal he saying. When, yes. when he was quoting that, there was another, and, and the only way I can dissect this is I'm going to tell you. There was, a, he knew there was another being. Right. Another life other than himself. Yes. That was having to keep living in him. That was living. And he could yes. feel it. Yes. It's a possession of Christ Jesus completely enveloping your life yes. to where your protocols no longer that that is when he says I no longer live that means your protocols don't live your 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 worship sessions don't live your prayer sets don't live all of those die off because everything that that man's man made it's still man right so when Absolutely. it die when it dies off then Christ, all of those areas that you had as far as building man, now Christ starts filling those places yes. in those areas that die off. Then you, he can say, guys, I'm going to tell you, yeah. I'm no longer living. I'm no longer alive. My mind is working. My mind is working in the ways of the Spirit. Right. The reason I can go down to the, to, to the prisons with Paul and Silas and worship him yes. Is because that's Christ, just like Christ did when he died. He went down to the dungeon. Yes. And when he went down to the dungeon, he wasn't bickering and complaining. He was worshiping his yes. father. And his, even Satan had to bow just like the jailer. Exactly. Uh, uh, that keeper of that jail and give him the keys because he, 
he chose to bring God out in the midst wherever he was. Absolutely. Glorify him in totally. all things. And it releases the jail cells out of yes. your life. It just opens up everything yes. in your life. See, that's what this resurrection of Lazarus is going to take. B, because once that comes forth, the Holy Spirit brings that into our lives. And as a community of believers on earth, God's after nations. He's not after a little squatty church. Right. He's after nations. So once this comes to life, it, it's going to be that same oh. thing, you know, where Beautiful. no matter what we have to go through, it's for the joy of the Lord. Right that's going to fill this earth. And another thing that happened once Lazarus was raised from the dead, poor guy got persecuted. Yeah, that's the last thing I'll say because it's 10, 15. Yeah. <coughs> he, they wanted to kill him. Yes. Here's the one of the things, it says... Uh, that's what's it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. It, and this thing about, about Lazarus, uh, he was one... This is the last part I'll give you uh, out of this. It says, um, and John 12 says, says, Then six days before Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus, who, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead, there they made him supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Yes. In other words, your works cease. Yes, absolutely. And anything God does, you do. Yes. Because see, God's sitting at the table, so he's going to sit at the table. Right. He's going to be, Lazarus was now the same nature as Christ. Yes. That's why they wanted to kill him. Yes. It's okay to keep Jesus alive, but don't let people start becoming like start Jesus. Because then the whole earth is going to be flooded oh, by the glory of God. Yes. And so I'll tell you that. I mean, we, he is, God is getting us to a place of death, but that's a good thing. It's a good thing. Embrace, embrace the cross, but you're going to come to a place to where it's Christ in you that starts living. If God sits at a table in the midst of enemies, you'll sit there and you'll rest. Yes. It doesn't matter where he got, where you are, what type of atmosphere you're in, whether it be dark, whether it be light, whether it be trouble, whether it be perilous pestilence, it doesn't matter you will be just like Lazarus That's at right. a place of rest. He his table. Yeah, it was no longer Lazarus living now. It was Christ now living. Yes. Absolutely. The enemy doesn't want the body of Christ no. walking like this. Yes. So, yes. I know we took a long time uh, this morning, an hour and 15 minutes, but man, this has been good. Mom, yeah, thanks for been. Yes. being on this thing. Yes. We love you guys love so you guys. much. Thank you so much for... Uh, uh, Praying for us, supporting us. Uh, please get the word out on some of these God stories. Tell everybody about it. We're having a lot of feedback, a lot of good feedback on uh, these things. We're going to be up in Kannapolis, uh, North Carolina this weekend, Friday through, well, it's Friday and Saturday. And then we're going to be down in Fort Mill at the Secret Place Church. And uh, we're going to be down there with, that. that's the Bentley's uh, church, but uh, Darren uh, Blue and all those guys that we're going to be with them uh, on Sunday morning. If you're in that area, come see us. Come hang out with us. Uh, please spread the word. We love you guys. God bless you. We'll see you next Tuesday, 9 o'clock a.m. God Stories. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.